9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. It's the holiday season, and everyone is counting down the days to winter break. Kamalani is no exception. We're outside Kamalani founder Kwipo Lamatia's house. There's activity everywhere. Shiny garlands, tape, and papier-mâché lollipops are lying around Kwipo's driveway and lawn. They're getting ready to march in Wahiwa's annual community Christmas parade. In one corner of the driveway, parents are chatting as they make garland lays for the marchers, which will include students, parents, and Kamalani staff. I know some other parents, we've also encouraged them if they have like lighted necklaces or, you know, Santa hats, they can bring that too. Mafi can have a wire. Others balance on ladders or perch on a concrete driveway wall to decorate the truck. It's kind of like a parade float. People go under here like this, and then you just got to tie. Just a few twists, then it's good. In a way, this parade is Kamalani's homecoming. It's their way of announcing to the community, here we are. We're part of Wahiwa. It's also a marker of time to both critics and supporters that Kamalani's made it this far. This is On Campus, a special project from Honolulu Civil Beat. I'm Jessica Terrell. This school year, reporters from Civil Beat are spending time behind the scenes at a brand new charter school startup called Kamalani Academy. It's a story about a brand new school and a native Hawaiian mother of 10 named Kuipolau Matia who wanted to do something big and maybe a little drastic to help kids in her community succeed. This is episode five. In the last episode, we took a look at Kamalani's unique Hale system, inspired by Harry Potter. We're now halfway through the school year, heading into what a lot of us probably remember as a hard time to stay focused in school, the days leading up to winter break. But Kamalani principal Jeff Velarde says they're ready to have a little fun, with Spirit Week, where the kids come to school dressed up with themes like tacky tourists, and the Wahiwa Christmas Parade. We really needed to do something for the kids, um, for the staff. Uh, we just kind of felt like it would, it would relax people just a little bit, bring some fun into it before a break. And, you know, because this is the time of year that's most difficult for um, staff and students. We're all tired. We're exhausted. There's breaks that kind of interfere with the consistency and the um, consecutive days that we have for the education. Everyone's looking forward to the holidays. Principal Jeff says school holiday activities aren't just for fun. They serve a purpose. It's part of what he calls a temperature check. A chance for him to see how the students and the teachers are getting along to get a read on how the school is being received by the community. And because student discipline and motivation can fall off during winter break, bringing the school community together before kids scatter is important this time of year. Which means that activities like Spirit Week and marching in the community parade are a lot more significant than you'd think. 
With Jeff doing a check-in at Kamalani, we thought we'd do one of our own. Here's one data point we have, though it's from a bit of a biased source. Academica, the company that helped create Kamalani, says Kamalani is doing a lot better than other schools they've worked with on the mainland. Here's Academica CEO Robert Howell. Things are flowing a lot better. This is going extremely well. He says Kamalani's biggest challenge is their mission as a Hawaiian cultural school. They've got the systems down. They've identified the kids, what their learning abilities are, where they're at. But I think at the same time, you have to make sure that this is an arts integration Hawaiian cultural school. Howell says Kamalani is going to be judged by its growth. And things at the school are already flowing a lot better than they did at the start of the school year. But behind the scenes, we're learning that the staff has struggled. Arts integration is not simple. It's not A to B to C and linear. And you can say, if I do this, we're going to get this. And this is how it happens. That's Ray Takamoto. She's an education consultant at an arts integration school on Maui that's serving as a model for Kamalani. She came to Oahu this fall for a meeting with Kuipo and Kamalani leaders to talk about Kamalani's progress. And yes, test scores are important. A lot of the meeting centers on what Kuipo is calling a crisis point for Kamalani. As the school finds its footing and works on incorporating arts and Hawaiian culture into learning, they're also losing kids. Well, it's not just mental, but we have kids being pulled out all over, K through Kuipo tells Ray that at least 16 kids have left Kamalani. Yeah, wow. A couple more this week. So we're not talking about a small, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the, you know, we're charter. We live and die by our per people. Mm-hmm. And that's because Kamalani state funding is based on the school's enrollment. Fewer kids means less money at a school that's already struggling with limited resources. And it's not just the kids. When Ray came to Kamalani, teachers were also talking about leaving. One teacher has since left for good. A few others have expressed doubts about wanting to stay at Kamalani past the first year. Kamalani only has 14 teachers, so even a few losses before the end of the first school year can be pretty demoralizing. And here's something else we know. Kuipo is worried, and she wants help. Nobody knows how hard it is to open a school. Everyone thinks they do. No one No, I didn't know how hard it was. But you lived it. That's why you know. Yes. No one here has lived it. But there is no way that anyone could have prepared me. That's why we need you to come talk to the staff. We need you to come and talk to the staff. We really need that. Like, it's such a critical time right now. And as they see all these kids leaving the school, right, their students are going out the door in not so small numbers, yeah, they feel like they let them down, right? And it's not clear what exactly is sending people out the door. Kuipo says it's all kinds of different reasons. The demands of arts integration, teacher burnout, and low morale. The teachers aren't feeling joy here. They thought they were coming Mm -hmm. here. They were joyful in the beginning, Mm -hmm. right? They thought they were coming here to a joyful place. Mm -hmm. And they got here, and, you know, they all feel beat up after the first quarter. Ray Takamoto presses Kuipo further. Is it because their voices aren't heard? I think it's because, well, I don't know. I mean, you're gonna get to, speak to that. You're gonna have to get to that underlying yeah. um, reason, and mm-hmm. then decide: is this a 
part of our structure that's mm-hmm. giving it is part of the system mm-hmm. part of what what is it mm-hmm. she said i expected it to be hard but i didn't expect it to be this mm-hmm. hard why are kids leaving why are teachers leaving Ray says communication is key to finding these underlying reasons. Kuipo says Kamalani is working to create more structure for communication. They've started monthly parent nights and an expanded PTA called the Parent-Teacher-Student Organization. The PTSO is supposed to listen to all voices in the school community, not just parents. Because even some of Kamalani's most enthusiastic teachers have been struggling. Teachers like Kumu Cliff Lim. You met him in episode two. He used to teach English language learners, but now he's teaching science for the first time ever. And like other teachers at Kamalani, he's struggling to learn the ropes of a new school that's asking a lot of its staff. New arts curriculum. Hawaiian-oriented, even basic things like teaching science with limited resources. One of the challenges in Kamalani is having a science classroom that basically, in my vision of a science classroom, is not the same, where we're just starting out. Um, So before, I have microscopes in my classroom now. Before, I didn't have microscopes. Uh, I don't have any sinks in my classroom. So that's the most challenging part. How am I going to create a science atmosphere with no real like it doesn't look like a science classroom at all it just looks like a regular classroom with chairs tables carpeting english majors teaching science teachers from traditional schools diving into arts integration cliff says it's all been tough but he also says he knew things would be rocky in the beginning and things are starting to smooth out he's found ideas on pinterest and by talking to other teachers to incorporate movement and drama in his classroom in place of models and test tubes. Like when Cliff wanted to teach his class about Rube Goldberg, the Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist who drew crazy inventions. We got very creative with the Rube Goldberg where it's uh, just a nonsense thing. So having them create a machine with their bodies was something that they could do. I think the best is yet to come. I think the great things are going to happen. And if you step on campus, you can feel the the connections between teachers and students. We're a family here, and it feels good. Principal Jeff says he wants staff who enjoy coming to work every day, who are committed because they're having more fun than they've ever had. But it's clear a lot of teachers aren't feeling that way. Jeff says building that kind of a campus just takes time. But in the meantime, Kamalani can use all the fun and community-building activities it can get. We're at the start of the Wahiwa Christmas Parade, and the hard work of dozens of students and volunteers is paying off. We're going to start moving soon. Guys need to start listening. Kids line up on the street, proudly wearing their handmade garlands holding paper lollipops, and passing out candy. Straight line, straight line. Move a little over, honey. This way, this way. A group of kids clutching ukuleles is hustled into formation by two eighth grade leaders. My kumu is not here to lead, but you know what? I gotta lead my children. 
So this Wahiwa Parade, it's not just a parade. It's an extension of Kamalani's mission to make art, music, and fun part of a learning experience. I'm nervous, but I'm, I'm mostly excited. I hope I don't puke. This excellent turnout, we're very happy. The Winter Parade put Kamalani on the map in Wahiwa. Standing side by side and marching with kids from other schools in the area. At that moment, Kamalani felt like family. But will that sense of holiday cheer and school spirit last through the long winter break? When Kamalani returns from break, we'll bring you more temperature checks into some of their other programs, like their pre-K program, which is currently under-enrolled, and their Hawaiian cultural component, which has been challenging for teachers like Kumu Cliff. I know the culture, but I'm not Hawaiian, and sometimes um, in the beginning, I felt as though I'm like an outsider, like I should not touch this, I should not be called Kumu, I should not say certain Hawaiian words because I'm afraid I'm gonna screw it up. But before that, we're going to bring you shorter episodes with stories about the teaching journeys of a few of Kamalani's teachers and staff. You take a day off of work and the next day the kids are, we missed you so much. It's like that kind of stuff that keeps me coming back. That's next On Campus. On Campus is a special project from Honolulu Civil Beat. It's produced by April Estrelon and Emily Dugdale. Our reporters this season are Suvon Lee and Courtney Teague. Our executive producer is Patty Epler. We'll be publishing new episodes periodically throughout the school year. So look for more stories and more episodes online at civilbeat.org or in your iTunes feed. We'll be back.